Hi, Jack. Hi, Chris. And, and hi, hi, you. Hi, new listeners. Um, well, you're about to hear the first episode of Chris and Jack's podcast, Pilots, the podcast. We've already released a whole season on uh, our Patreon. So if you want to catch back up or get ahead when we start releasing season two, you can jump in there now. But here it is for you in your shiny little little feed, my friends. And I'm going to say ditto. You crushed that, Jack. <laughs> I feel like oh, you, got, you, you hit all the talking points. I mean, what do I say? Do I say, um, and it'll be fun. I had a fun time. We'll see you around. See you around. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, here it is. Hello. Oh, hi. This podcast is called Chris and Jack's Podcast Pilots. The podcast, and you are currently listening to Chris and Jack's podcast pilots. The podcast, the pilot. I think that's smooth. I think it feels that good. Tracks that feels really round in the mind and the mind's yeah. eye. I love that. So we were indecisive. Uh, we were like, do we want to do a podcast? What kind of podcast would we do? What would it even be? Who do we release it to? Here are the answers: Patreon, and I don't know. We'll decide all the rest of it later. <laughs> so. <laughs> Our podcast is going to be us doing pilots of podcasts. Maybe if we find a podcast pilot that we like enough, that podcast will get picked up to series. Maybe we'll just keep doing first episodes of New Premises forever. We both decided to bring our own idea for a podcast to surprise the other member of what we are going to be doing. So we're doing two podcast pilots in this podcast. um, And the idea is that... Uh, Jack will do one. I will do one. We'll set a timer for 30 minutes for each as we explore that podcast. Um, and a couple things I think to keep in mind about these premises. Um, w- the intention is that we make a lot of these pilots. So the standard, <laughs> I don't know, man, you know, is there a standard? Is there a standard? <laughs> also, here's an important detail. I don't know if this is true for you, Chris, but this is true for me. And I intend it to be true for the duration of this run of podcasts i'm not gonna be like googling ahead of time to find out if that's already a podcast you know right if it's just whatever the bullshit was that came into my head we're gonna try it and then that's part of you know the network to decide if they want to pick it up when they go like oh no that's exactly uh how did this get made (laughs) and that's a way and that's a way that's how we get to do we would do future um uh kind of collaborations as well is that we only we just end up doing by having done the bad version of a pilot to a podcast that already exists we then say hey actually go listen to the good one the ones that got it right i've done a very prepared four segment episode of radio lab i hope you're ready (laughs) (laughs) well here's another fun fact that that, uh, i think is probably worth noting i'm not a podcast guy yeah you don't listen to podcasts I listen to a lot of podcasts. You don't. So no. it's very possible that when Chris starts picking, pitching pilots <laughs> for podcasts, everyone listening will go like, that's not that's not a podcast. That's, but what's a podcast? Right. Exactly. Anything. I just somehow do shit. <laughs> Town. That's one I did listen to. S-Town. It was a good one. Great S-Town. One. There's S-Town. a new serial. Should we just patch that in? We right patch that in. That's probably going to be more exciting. That's what I think is going to be kind of selfishly exciting about this grand experiment slash uh, um, podcast venture, Jack, is I feel like I'm just going to learn a lot. I feel like I'm going to learn about other podcasts about, <laughs> and well, how they're doing everything better. us to stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome 
Chris to the world of podcasts and welcome patrons to the world of podcast pilots, the podcast, the pilot. Chris, without further ado, why don't we why don't we crank into one? Who goes first? Did we flip a coin? Yes. D- how co- uh, how see, good I was doing is a yours? Who's on first? Who goes first? <laughs> exactly. 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 How good is yours? I'd say mine's fine. I think mine's I think mine's <laughs> I think mine is fine. I yeah. I hope it's like fun. <laughs> Full stop. Great. So I feel like we're at the same level of confidence. So it doesn't feel like, oh, this one's the opener, this one's the closer. Right. I think we just we flip a coin. Let's flip a coin. Do you have a coin I've on you a, or are we gonna do a I've digital a coin? I've got a digital coin. Oh okay. you well, can call you trust it that? as I reload? Can you trust that? It's can you trust that? Because I could I'm not even showing you that I'm doing it. So I could just wait till you say really something. That's really odd too. I just think about that sometimes. I'm like, at what what would that have been so weird for someone to say 30 years ago to just say like, hey, coin flips are now going to be on a thing called a computer. Yeah, let's just gonna a, do it that way. A digital coin that we can all agree has been flipped. Can you flip a Bitcoin? It's what are they like 75 bucks right now, Chris? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's probably way more than that. I think. <laughs> um, OK, I've flipped it. OK, do you trust that I flipped it? I do trust that you flipped it. I, by the way, there is a visual element to this podcast. If you're not aware, um, the visual element of the podcast does not currently include watching me flip the coin. No one's seeing that. Not even Chris. Right. What so are the, you? Uh, <laughs> so we think that then the we think here that the if I call it in its heads, that means I go. Whoever, You're, if I call it, I get it right. I go. If I don't get it right, I lost. Or what's what is it to win in this scenario? I guess really to win would be to choose. But if you want to just pre-choose, let's just say if you if you call it correctly, you will uh, get the right to go second. Great. Let's pretend that's the prize. I don't know, man. There's a lot of rules already. On the prize, the prize, like it's a strange thing because yeah, no, I know we're already in the yeah, in the, the rules of it. Is, the prize by getting it, calling it correctly, mm-hmm. you win by being the closer. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. And okay. then everybody is like, "Damn, that one was that, good way thing." He, that per, good thing he lucked into being and the it closer. Is a competition. Yeah, of course. Uh, then okay. it's heads. It's heads. It's tails. You're going first. Wow. Do you trust me? I have no choice. But Great. really, what can we trust? What can we trust these days, man? Whoa, really? What can we trust your- these days? <laughs> Not really. I realized it was kind of okay. starting that direction. I could make it that way. I'll, I'll use that as my transition. No, you go wherever you want. Um, this is, guys, this is our first podcast pilot on Podcast Pilots, the podcast, the pilot. Um, it's a big moment. The timer. This go is a big moment. Um, well, first off, I'm going to. I want to give I want to give him the title of my podcast. Then yeah. I'm going to throw to my improvised jingle. Great. Because podcasts have a jingle or something that opens. Ours already probably did as have a As far as you know, yeah. Song. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know. And then uh and then I'll start my timer. Okay? Okay. Oh, okay. This, I'm this stopping podcast, my this podcast is called Future FOMO. Damn. Oh no, hang on. Dum. Dum dum bum 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 dum. That's 2001: A Space Odyssey. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Dum, I got it. That's dum, not in the future anymore, dum. but I get it. Right, but they're you know back in the back in the day, Arthur C. Clarke and predictions and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Ba-dum. Future FOMO, future FOMO, future FOMO, future FOMO. Future FOMO was supposed to be in the first time that I did the 
the phrase, but that was, uh, um, but then I had the idea that the second time I was singing the, the main part of 2001, a space odyssey. Look, I think we're off to a hot start. I think we got a killer intro song. So I think this podcast rocks. I'm setting a timer as I explain to you what future FOMO is, Jack. Great. The title, this, this, this podcast is called future FOMO. Um, Jack, spoiler alert. One day you and I are going to be dead. We're going to be dead people, right? I I concede that, yes. Yeah, which means that we're going to miss out on a lot of, like, a bunch of cool shit in the future. And as a pair that loves sci-fi, like, you know, we love tech, we love life, um, I thought it'd be fun to explore the future now by diving into predictions that I pulled up about okay. what might be happening in the future. <laughs> And what we're going to have FOMO about. And what we might have FOMO about. And so essentially. Yo, that's a friggin' podcast. Yeah. I mean, we can make a million of those. That's right. You can make a million of those. <laughs> it's it's because uh, I want to I want to give these. I, I looked up. To, I, let's say today's episode as yeah. being the only one ever. Uh-huh. Um, it, I'm going to feature a futurist. And this okay. guy's kind of like I'm going to say he's 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 proven himself a high batting average of predictions that have already come true. So the guy's got a track record. Okay. And has made predictions of the future beyond and, and beyond our lifetimes. And so I want to kind of pose some of these things. And then I was thinking that we could just decide whether A, we think that these things are going to come true. Mm-hmm. B, if so, are we going to have, you think we'll, we're going to be alive by the time these things uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Happen, and then will we have? Do you have FOMO about them now? Great. Is kind of what I'm what I'm thinking. This is a clear structure. I love it. I figured this would be a good one for me as as a first time podcaster to have some level yeah. of structure that allows some room here. First time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Christmas. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. You know, I'm trying it all. I'm wearing a lot of different shades these days the um, there's a visual component to this podcast <laughs> miniature the um uh so the the futurist I, I looked up his name is ray kurzweil ray kurzweil yeah and so From he's a Pawtucket, rhode island <laughs> did you look memory serves no oh. no no <laughs> just use that i'm we'll derailing you it. immediately yeah, yeah. with guesses well i was just gonna say um the guy is a futurist. He uh, um, has predicted tech stuff um, pretty well. He, re- he released a like, book called. Yeah, go ahead. Like what? What's what are the what are the nailed predictions already? What's the high batting average coming from? I'm going to give you a, a, a real quick breakdown of his predictions that have come true. I love it. He he released a book called The Age of Intelligent Machines, published 1990. And in it, he predicted that by. Uh, so this came out in 1990. He predicted that by the year 2000. Um, computers would be able to beat the best human players at chess. That happened at, in uh, 1997. Yeah. So he even gave it three years extra. Deep Blue versus Kasparov. How did you know that? You're, t- you're a chess that, guy, aren't you? That's a famous chess thing. <laughs> well, I just, I, the, the fact that you had a Russian last name at the ready felt... Gary Kasparov, baby. World champion Gary Kasparov. Um, same book predicted explosive worldwide use of the internet. Users would one day have access to international networks of libraries, databases, information services. Um, Where was the internet at when he made that prediction? That was at a time when it was still like in the zone of uh, uh, like military. 
Okay. Like Matt, big kind of like the big, you know, huge computer university, store, giant university stuff. People were like, there's no Alan way those Turing, giant computers. Benedict Cumberbatch with a little like mill. And the Turing test. Yeah. Tying it in one of his predictions. Um, he predicts that's a future one, but we'll get into that, that in a second. Okay. Um, and then the last of these little rapid fire ones he kind of got right. Called exoskeleton robotic leg prosthesis, allowing a paraplegic to walk. Yeah. Very cool. Um, d- he, d- he predicted digital, digital products like books, songs, games, software, being acquired files so that you can get via wireless internet. Computers can recognize their own owner's face from a picture or video. That's Audio, all visual. happening. Yeah. Virtual reality entering the mass market. So essentially now I was going to, um, I was going to just kind of outline to you, Jack, a few of his future predictions and uh, just a few. I'm going to do like a chunk of three. And then okay. you tell me which one jumps out to, out at you is something that's interesting. And okay? Ray knows his stuff. Ray knows his stuff. We're learning. Ray knows his stuff. Got 1990. So he was kind of, it was near, it was near future. No, we're 30 years away. Some of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. No, I know. So let's. Sold. So looking, looking ahead, uh, dudes predicted this. Says by 2029, that's only eight years. Yeah. So this is a while ago he predicted this. In 1990, this is the same book? I think this is the same book. Because he wrote that and died, right? He's alive. What? Yeah, still alive. Okay. So he's there. (laughs) And I think he's like very much like. I mean, he's 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 proud of his predictions. Is he still predicting stuff or is it like, I don't want to push it. I'm going to let that stuff stand. I want to say I want to hedge my bets. I feel like it's the new it's it's a version of being kind of like a um, a, like mystic. I feel like it's kind of like once you're known as like, oh, you got a few right. Then anywhere you go, that's going to be your party trick. People are going to put you on the spot and your batting average has to go down. It will. And this is just to clarify. These predictions in this book, we're not talking Nostradamus cryptic quatrains right we're talking like he just said guy's gonna have an exoskeleton leg to allow it's not like he's not like when machine meets knee shall we walk on (laughs) okay good i want to hear your your prediction book in (laughs) that version yeah (laughs) that's kind of like a that was that's kind of like a a prediction book mad libs i feel like it's just kind of like build out find like now computer noun computer artifact noun yep. will be this fast by and then at a year and then i think it's really kind of yep and then if you want to go full nostradamus you do like an animal and like a euphemism for a place where it's like the western hills you know a, a computer in the western hills shall be beset by lions and it's like oh yeah what does that mean well the english flag has a lion on it and the western hills and the freaking boop 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 um i watched so many nostradamuses on on i watched all of the history channel nostradamuses and i hope one day ray gets his own give me him give me his predictions ray says by 2029 i'm just going to give you a smattering of a few of them okay yeah eyeglasses and headphones that used to deliver virtual reality are now obsolete thanks to computer implants that go into eyes and ears. The implants are either permanent or removable. They allow direct interface with computers, communications, and internet, internet-based applications. The implants are also capable of recording what the user sees and hears. That's one. Direct oh, okay. brain implants allow users to enter full immersion virtual reality, complete sensory stimulation without any external equipment. Last one, 
the rise of artificial intelligence creates a real robots rights movement. And there's open public debate over what sorts of civil rights and legal protections machines should have. I mean, I'll take the last one first and say that I fully believe will happen. But by 29, no, I I don't, maybe. But it's all that thing about, like, I always, this is the thing about, and we've talked about this, with any kind of sci-fi stuff, especially near-fi movie stuff, I'm always like, if you're going to say a date, if you're going to say that this is the future, 2040, make the year a full lifetime past the audience that's watching Overshoot. Overshoot, overshoot always but that's the, a lot of times what they're going for is that feeling of like wow and it's not even as fun as you think is it so but i feel like even then it's like you you look at like a uh like i'll look at blade runner or or something that's like 2049 and then yeah. you look at stuff and then they have it's it's so like li- like the environments and things are so lived in that even things and walls look like they're 30 years old so i'm like did they have all of that infrastructure in place 30 years ago and then it aged Which is 30 years? tomorrow yeah, yeah. Um, or it, are they just saying like in the future, no public works projects, no maintenance of things. There's nobody mm. going around cleaning walls. So you put up a very fancy new wall and in, in a month and a half, we're also, living in 2049 shithole. Also, I'm now thinking about this. I'm, I'm realizing, I mean, do we really know whether or not like the way in which we keep dates changes? In eight Whoa. years, I mean That's that would a just bold, be the older prediction than robots. <laughs> the, the fall of the Gregorian calendar will happen in our life. That's an ex- that's a that's know, a man. plot hole. That's a reverse engineer <laughs> plot hole fix on the universe. That's a that's a whole like yeah, oh no yeah. no we just changed the Gregorian calendar. That's a very uh, obnoxious um, retconning. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, in eight years they changed all of it to just uh, it's it's based off of uh, data um, yeah. earmarks in bitcoins. No, it's twenty forty nine, but. It's obviously 3022 and they sent 2049. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you're talking about in human years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In human yeah, years, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, right. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like 8550. Um, so now, robot rights, I just for sure, right? For sure, once we yeah. have like a proliferation of robots, there's going to be, there's going to be people who are uncomfortable with the way we're then treating the robots. And I think that's reasonable. Once we give them like, learning capabilities and like person once we simulate a personality yep uh then 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 we're gonna feel bad being mean to it and then other people will not feel bad being mean to it because they'll be like that's a robot uh when will that happen i mean will that happen in the next eight years i'm gonna say no too soon well here that's the thing where i feel like he's caught himself in a little our 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 buddy here um Ray's caught himself in a bit of a loophole because he predicted that the Turing test, a computer would pass a Turing test, which is, you know, independent test of like, oh, does this feel like a human being said between like now and 2050? So in some ways I'm like, well, then you can't have your you can't have your rights like uprising until. Yeah, we're definitely not feeling bad until it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not right now. We're not angry when we kick a washing machine. I mean, we're not angry at each other for well we might be for hurting might, the washing the cause machine. the cause not, of kicking it might be because yeah, we're angry. not morally right um because i do i look at like the boston dynamics robot and i do already have a one a a a, a terrible fear of it uh-huh. but two you know it can be cute it can be kind of cute right and so i do think like if you showed me somebody 
speeding it up, I would already have an empathy. Yeah, I think I would. But would I get to like a like moral stance about it in the Do next you, few years? Is this maybe a thinly veiled way of you saying you prefer the Boston Dynamics robot to washing machines? Because what I'm gathering here is that you're you're actively okay seeing I hate do. crimes against washing machines. Yeah, I guess it's the I guess it's the little doggy legs that push it over the edge for me. If so you it's got to be a washing so machine, <laughs> little doggy leg. Honestly, honestly, imagining any mechanical any any. <laughs> Theater would just put four legs on it. I'm like, that's cute. All of a sudden, that is if, cute, right? If, and if you a do washing machine is bad. suddenly on four legs, I suddenly, yeah, it's 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 anthropomorphized for me. I'm like, oh, I care about yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna friggin' backtrack very quickly and say I bet if we, I bet if we did any research for this podcast, pilot, <laughs> you did a lot. You clearly did a lot. I did 30 minutes of research on this. That's yes. a lot, man. Yeah, that's a lot. You'll see mine. I found one Wikipedia page. <laughs> research. No, but I didn't read it yet. <laughs> okay. Um, but I bet if we, I bet we could find people who are upset about videos featuring the Boston Dynamics robot, right? There's probably upset already in a way people, of like, oh, that thing is terrifying. Get rid well, of it. No, no, like, oh, that thing's being mistreated. And oh, like, oh, oh, if you yeah. taught it to do probably. this, like, I bet there's already people on that corner. So will that, those voices have amplified in eight years will we have gotten there i don't know we're gonna be 40 most people in their 40s are not like adaptive to moral causes i hope that i will be i hope right. that i will right. continue to try to have empathy for things and learn and grow as a person but will there be a movement within eight years yeah probably because probably there's already preemptive stuff too like as we're advancing the technology there are probably people st- like arguing about what safeguards should be put in in advance to protect those things. Right. So that's a thing I think about all the time is like, a, I try and think of myself as a future grandpa, just like what is going to be my grandpa thing that my grandkids are going to be like, grandpa, you're so slow at TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I want to like, you're know- s- Chris, you're such a dick to your grandpa about TikTok. <laughs> It's really like I've watched. I've watched. He's just asking for help. He just wants Jack, to learn. Both how to my grandparents it. are dead. All four of mine are. Chris, come on. You, I, I, I wanted to do that to, to do what I hate when people do that. That's that that thing of like, like, well, yeah, no, you, sure, I understand yeah. that, but like, that's not. I, I, I didn't I, mean. I, you know what I meant, right? You know what I meant. You know, all I meant was to make funny. So yeah, stop. So don't. So <laughs> stop me. it. Um. But I think the robot thing, like robots having rights, is a thing that I I'm tr- I, I like I th- I feel like we're ahead of that. I feel like I I think that there's a an element of like we being you and I, Jack. We've talked about this. We've talked about I feel lot, like yeah. I feel like I I do when I say the term like I I feel like when you do a captcha and it says are you a robot, that's going to be really offensive in thirty years um, to ro- two robots. I've looked this up. We've talked about this before for for a writing thing. The word robot comes from like a Slavic root for the word or Czech. It's probably Czech, right? Because it's probably Asimov. But mm. it's from like the word. It shares a root with their word for slave. And it's like, yeah, that's going to be that's not going to be that's the term. Be, that's not going to age well. That's that can't be it. No. Um so maybe we'll be ahead of it. But also, I eat a lot of meat. I don't have any respect for animals. 
I have plenty yet, of respect for animals, but for, I just you, clearly you, like you have a respect for roboticized animals. I care about yeah, yeah, yeah. A washing machine with legs <laughs> has my I would whole never heart, eat that. But but a cow, I, I would eat its whole heart. <laughs> uh, I have a I have a I have a thing in these in these predictions that we just that I, that I, I listed uh, that that prompted a, a brief thought experiment slash question for you, Jack. Okay. Please. This whole fully immersive virtual reality. Yeah, we got to cover some of this thing, implant stuff because I'm not sure about that. That that to me, you know, we're talking uh, Ready Player One type stuff in that right. way. I think I think I'm no, interpreting that, that as even beyond. Suit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, we're I'm talking, interpreting that as beyond. We're like in a. Yeah. But I feel like it's still a thing you you can enter. Like it, it's saying allows users to enter full immersion. So I think that you can still like at that point right. go in and out. And so to that end. You know, um, my guess is the thing that's always at the forefront of any technology is porn. Yeah. And so if there's fully immersive, can't discern anything from from reality or not, would that be cheating on a partner? I think it's all about communication there. I think I think if you. Well, so I so there are people who consider porn in general to already be totally cheating or whatever. Yeah. But this feel, I feel like the line then, I mean, that argument then would be way more sound in the future for those that are already having those types of relationship conversations around right. porn. And so the, the, question, the question, I think, is be, more. Yeah, the question will be like when, if if that's your standard in a relationship, if everybody's cool with everybody watching porn and, and nobody has a problem with it, then like when does the, like what threshold of porn technology evolution has to be crossed for you to be like, I should bring this up though. Right. <laughs> I got clearance to watch porn, but this is a new conversation. Uh, <laughs> that might be an active reason why they try to, like many people are lauding for no robot rights because the moment that robots yeah. or artificial intelligence are recognized as a, a sentient being is the moment that five years ago I cheated on my wife. Then, right. You know? And I'm not ready to have that conversation. I'm not ready to have that conversation. So I'm going to pick it outside of uh, in Washington, D.C. <laughs> no, no, you're not humans. <laughs> it was cool what I did. <laughs> uh, that will be part of the line for sure. That's yeah. definitely once we once there are people thinking that those are, you know, uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. He implants because they were talking about. Implants both for VR type of thing and implants for, uh, for like storing your memories and your visual memories and like overlays. I think there's a whole black mirror. I think there's no way we're anywhere close to like me. And this is, I've done no research. Are we anywhere close to that sort of like interfacing with the brain that we can have like a computer implant type of thing? Is that even at all? Like, I just don't. I think I, as advanced as our computers are getting, is our understanding of the brain tracking at that speed that we can then go like, oh, yeah, here's the thing that interfaces with a brain? Because that seems well, farther off. I've heard there's a thing called a Neuralink that is uh, Elon oh, Musk man. thing. Oh, that, man. That I think they've literally been gathering volunteers now for computer chip connection to brain for potential usage in, I'm a guess, I'm guessing like data storage or like the ability to download jokes faster that scares me here's here's where i will uh say i do not have 
FOMO. Mm. I like a I like a good pub trivia. It gets so friggin' boring if people have Google right. brains. Right. So no right. thank you. Don't come for my pub <laughs> trivia. <laughs> Elon. Um I wanna I wanna we only have a short amount of time. We've got ten more minutes in my in my thirty minutes. Look at that. Look at Look this at that. podcast. Look at this podcast. <laughs> so I want to read. I'm going to jump to one of his more ridiculous predictions in the far future, and we can end speculating right. on this. Okay, it's and pretty, the others we can save if this gets picked up for this series. Obviously, gets more pursued as the first one out, and the one yeah. we'll always make again and again and again. <laughs> um, I mean, legit. The, maybe this was just a cover for us to feel comfortable saying we like this future FOMO idea. And now yeah. it's just like, cool. And there it is. Abandon all of these constructs built around it. That's a nice little podcast. Let's keep on making it. I, well, I'll say I could, I could, I could keep going deeper on these conversations we're having, but I feel pressured by the clock to at least give us one more thing. Great. You know, I want to, I want to get a full execution promise of the premise for the pilot. That is. Yeah. 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 Future FOMO. And we can go OT if we need to go OT. Yeah. Mine um, is a is a good like four minute idea. So <laughs> great. Well, we've future FOMO back into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If at any time we need a bail, we'll cut to our sponsors, future FOMO. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, this next one I'm gonna is a setup for oh, I have to set it up with a thing he predicted uh in the intermediary. So the the last thing I'm gonna say is something he predicted way in like 2099. Okay. Okay. The thing in between that he predicts happening in 2049 is that the distinction between virtual reality and real reality becomes confounded as foglets come into common use, allowing immediately immediate assembly or disassembly of all sorts of physical objects. It's a hypothetical collection of tiny nanobots that Whoa. can replicate and phys- <laughs> and just make a physical structure. This is not where I thought that was going. Okay. <laughs> the idea is that they look like they're called foglets, I guess, because they, they can like exist in a fog because they're yeah, yeah, microscopic yeah. nanobots that then can self-replicate and then decide like you, they look at a cup, they turn into a cup because they can take on all the properties of the arrangement of that to simulate the, 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 the actuality of that item. Okay. Yeah. That's what, that's what they're saying. So jumping that's ahead incredible. to his big, his big prediction 2099 by 2099 so this is what is this nine what is tw- 69 years from now fucking math podcast dude i can't <laughs> i can't do it we have to say that all right here's the big prediction here's the big prediction and it's a it's it's a it's a, it's a big one so 78 um humans and machines merge in the physical and mental realms cybernetic brain implants enable humans to fuse their minds with ais ais frequently make backup copies of themselves guaranteeing some sort of immortality should the original ai be killed this new plasticity of consciousness and ability for beings to join minds seriously alters the nature of self-identity so I'm just going to keep continuing because it's like a a future scape he's painting. Yeah, okay. Conscious beings lack a permanent physical form. Organic human beings are a small minority. um, um, And even among the remaining Homo sapiens, the use of computerized implants that heavily augment the normal abilities is ubiquitous and accepted as normal. So that these other fractions of humans who opt to remain natural and unmodified effectively exist on a lower and more limited plane of consciousness from everybody else. So that's, I think, the definition of FOMO. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do, I don't know, I don't know timeline wise. I don't know timeline wise, but I do 100% by the premise that we 
that like future steps of evolution will happen by like self-selection and intentional choice rather than natural selection that we will like we will consciously yeah whether that's like genetic manipulation at birth or or this type of idea it seems even more plausible that we're augmenting ourselves and we're um there's a there's a there's a term for that that i'm blanking on um but uh that Fully, fully plausible. I don't know. Ninety years, seventy-two, seventy-eight years, six that, years. What was the math? Well, this isn't a math seven, podcast. Seven, seven to seventy-eight, seventy-eight years. Well, it's 2021 right now. Pl- yeah, plus nine. Twenty ninety-nine. Twenty. Oh yeah, twenty ninety-nine. Yes, right. I was doing. Years. I was. I was rounding up. You're right. You're totally right. So, which is what World War Two? If we go the other direction, we've changed a lot. There's been a lot of stuff, but. I mean, I guess, yes. Exponential. I guess when I, exponential. Yeah, it's exponential. And also, like, the stuff that I go, like, oh, but has it been that crazy? Is like, yeah, it's been that crazy. Like, there is computers some wild, are that crazy. Cell there phones is some wild, like, are I was watching, yeah, crazy. I was watching some little movie that was, like, period piece World War II. And then I was just like, oh, yeah, if you came to that person and said, oh, check out this video that was sent to me from, you know, Madagascar on my phone. It's a lot to process there, a lot to catch up on. And it's live, potentially, even. Yeah, a little live stream. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast. What's it about? It's not clear yet. (laughs) (laughs) They're working it out. (laughs) They're kind of finding it. Um, (laughs) Um, I will say the the last part of his futurescape thing is pretty mind-blowing. So if I may just present that as our our little wrap-up here. Okay. So he says, at this point, the only possible way to increase the intelligence of the machines any farther is to begin converting all of the matter and energy in the universe into similar massive computers. AIs radiate outward from Earth, first into the solar system and then into interstellar space, then galaxies in all directions, utilizing starships with nanobot crews, breaking breaking down whole planets, stars, moons, meteoroids, reassembling them into computers. This, in effect, wakes up the universe as all the inanimate matter, rocks, dust, gases, is converted into structured matter capable of supporting life. Um, albeit synthetic life. The entire universe made up into a giant, highly efficient supercomputer, AI and human hybrids, so integrated that in truth, it's a new category of life, would both would have yeah. both supreme intelligence and physical control over the universe. I like this idea. Yes. Like this makes sense. I do think there's an alternate path, which is that like the evolution towards like that the more integrated with machines we become the less we care about physical expansion and stuff maybe there's just like an energy requirement that would require us to go conquer a sun or some crap um but i do also i've always kind of liked the idea that like oh why haven't we met a million alien civilizations is like no if they evolve enough that they could get to us maybe they've stopped caring because they're just like nah. I could just, I could just look. I could see what that would look like. I could just look right. at what that would look like, and then it's fine. I don't have to go bother everybody. Maybe they're just a very like all aliens evolved here. to like, yeah, just chill, homebody. 
Yeah. Just re- very relaxed stoner vibes. Maybe in that's that way, the final phase. That always made me, that always kind of made me laugh in like a hopeful way too of just like, I always, I always laugh in those moments where Lord of the Rings is popping to mind. Go with me here. When he Which says, is, I've just started the audiobook. Oh, fantastic. Well then let me know when you hear the line, become who you were born to be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because to me, that's always made me laugh so much when it's like, become who you were born to be is this general term of like, yeah, I mean, obviously you were born to be something great, but at the same time, it's like, well, what if you were born to be like a poolside, you know, daiquiri drinker? Like that would be awesome. Yeah. Like they hand out the fates, you know, they got to spread them out. They can't give everybody huge heroic fates. Not everybody's Frodo. Not everybody's Boromir. Even you can't be on all the sides of it. No. Some of them are, uh, uh, what's this guy's name that I just read? His name is like, Fruggle or something, and he's just a guy who's got some mushrooms and and gives Frodo some mushrooms. Some of us are that guy. Got a little Which, farm. He's got some mushrooms. Gives away the mushrooms. Is a nice guy about it. Gives Frodo a ride to the next place he's going. And that's it. That's your fate. Be who you were. Become who you were born to be. A mushroom guy who will give you a ride if you need one. <laughs> become that guy. When our universe is turned into a computer and we finally can see the vastness of space, we can understand what Earth, maybe even if it still exists, is in relation to the full universe. Which Lord of the Rings character do you think Earth was in the grand scheme of things? Do you feel like Earth is a is a um, Boromir or a Fruggle? <laughs> in the in our place in the universe. Yeah, I wonder if by the time yeah, when we finally get the full map of things and we know where everything fits and who's which planets are that type, which planets are this type, you know, what's the Earth vibe going to be? I think based on our like current abilities for peace, I think where the meets back on the menus, boys. <laughs> Orc. <laughs> oh, timer just went off. Timer went off. There we have it. So really, Jack, future FOMO, do you have FOMO about the future? I don't know. My real FOMO about the future is if the friggin' Knicks don't win a title of my lifetime, I'm going to be so sad about it. But there's no guarantee that would ever happen. So whatever. Um, I do. I'm endlessly curious about those things. Not all of them sound great. Not all of them mm. sound like, oh, man, I'm so sad I won't be there, but I am so sad that I won't know if they happen, if that makes sense, you know? Like, I think in some of those instances, I would be perfectly sated by, like, somebody faxing me a a a, a book about it and getting to read a book from 2099 that explains the path of some of those things. But then probably once I started reading it... Um, I would be like, this is so many pages, this fax. <laughs> Why did I choose this form of conveyance? I feel like the most foam, I feel like just as my, when I was reading through this for those 30 minutes, the yep. one FOMO thing that like really popped into my head is like, that would really, really kind of suck would be like, there's all this talk of like, you know, consciousness uploaded to a hard drive stuff, right? That San Junipero kind of kind of vibes. The idea that like that could, I th- maybe there's a world in the future that that could happen. There's like going to be the before <laughs> the that bubble, happens. The bubble boy. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's going to be, you're going to be the, you're going to potentially be like either the relative, 
you're gonna you're like gonna be the people. It's weird a little bit. Like some people are opting in, some people are, aren't opting in, and then you're kind of like when it turns out it works and that person is legit in there and like kind of taking their time and you get to choose when you want to you know delete yourself or whatever. Then there's that feeling of like, are people going to kind of know like, well, okay, well, Jack did upload. So he's in there. He might be fun to hang out with. Uh, but gosh, Carl's <laughs> in there too. I don't know if I want to spend an eternity with Carl, but there's also that zone of like, it's yeah. going to be a whole new decision. There's also like, going to be a crossover. There's going to be a phase like that's not a technology we'll nail right away. There's going to be like right. beta of that. So they're going to people be people who have like sort of weird, crappy half consciousnesses. In, right. Like stuck in heaven, <laughs> digital purgatory. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't FOMO for. I don't have FOMO for, like the transition. If that happens, no. very soon, and I live very long, maybe. Yeah. I just want to see the next one, and I want to go to space one time. Can there I just go. go to space one time? That's well, achievable. According to Ray's predictions here, he said the Knicks will win. In 2054. I got a pretty good shot. Just <laughs> made that up. And that, Jack, you're going to go to space a, in 15 years. That's 67. I got a good shot. <laughs> and the weird part is that you What's own up? the Knicks uh, at that okay. point also. It got so weird. that's It did get yeah. weird. Yeah. But congrats, I guess. You know, Thank you. Make your dreams a reality. Yeah. Some good stuff happened in between. Or... The Knicks are no longer, you know, it's one of those year translator things where what you're saying when you say own the Knicks, so different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris, well, thank you for entertaining that that idea, Jack. We are now, we're eclipsing, right? That was the, this is the midpoint Let's, of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe at the end, we can break down both podcasts and decide if we think they should ever be podcasts again. Yes, great. Um, I'm going to start the timer now because I think with intro, we've maybe got 15. <laughs> Um, you're going to help me, you're going to help me build this podcast on the fly. Chris, I want, could you give me like a, a year in your childhood? Let's go like something in the like late nineties, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, a fond year, 94, somewhere in there that you felt good about. Uh, and you don't need to overthink it. I'll say 99, 99, 99. Yeah. And give me like a let's let's have a date in '99, a time of the year. It could be around your birthday. It could be around school starting. '99, your eighth grade. Yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm graduating. I'm going to say uh, the reason I po- that '99 popped was that that was like the transition from eighth grade to high school. So I'd say I'd Summer. say June June of uh, um, let's say June. I'm going to pick that uh, that school the ended June. 20th June 20th 1999 okay Chris school just got out it's June 20th 1999 yeah you're you were just an eighth grader did your school have the term um at my school we called eighth graders were eighth graders and seventh graders were sevis and you and everybody got bullied for being like a little sevi (laughs) never have I ever heard that term in my life (laughs) Sevis? Yeah. What is it that we have to just, we always, whenever you just like decide there's a group that you're just like, oh, I got to just not like a group of people. I'm just going to make up a name that just, no matter what, it just sounds bad. Sevis just sounds mean. So you've, 
but you've left that. You're above that all. You just I'm not finished a semi, eighth grade. Dude. I'm done you're with not a semi, But you're also like, you're, not even, you're not even in that drama. Like, no, no, no. Even being an eighth grader cares about semis. You're no, that's I'm mature below now. You. I'm mature. You're now. heading into high school. Yeah. Um, it's a Friday night. You're what are you? Thirteen? Fourteen? I'm yeah. I'm like fourteen. I'm eleven or twelve. Maybe I'm there. Maybe maybe the family's there. Maybe some friends. Maybe also I haven't figured out the construct of this. Maybe also your your current self. Maybe your current self is also there, and maybe you can think about both you then and you now. Okay. Okay. And we all walk through the beautiful double doors, and we head to the back wall or back three walls, basically. And we're ready to make our selection at Blockbuster Mm. for a beautiful night of films. We walk up to the new release wall Mm -hmm. and we're going to, we're going to decide what we're going home with tonight. Okay. Love that. This is a podcast called new releases June 8th. What we say? (laughs) June 20th. June 20th, new releases, June 20th, 1999. Here are my other titles. Hot Off the Blocks. Or, no, I've seen that one. Or, (laughs) Rental Guidance. Okay? (laughs) I mean, I like all of those. And we will vote which one is the best at the end. Okay, so it's June 20th. So I'm going to say that the rental wall... Does your podcast have a song, by the way? Does yours have a a song or a theme or anything? Did Blockbuster have a song? No, right? No. So no. Okay. Well, yeah. No, then absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) My podcast starts cold as hell. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay. June 20th. Here we go. Oh, I just want to let you know. In two days... Patch Adams is coming out. We're missing out on Patch Adams. So we like, we maybe rushed this. We should have just waited Damn. and come when Patch Adams yeah. drops. The Patch but we Adams had to celebrate. Are already we had to here. celebrate graduation. <laughs> we had to. The only way we know how. By going to the old Blockbuster with your uh, disembodied future self and me. I'm there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you the last three weeks some hits tell me if there's like a genre you're immediately drawn to we'll pop around but i'm saying anything within the last three weeks is on the the new releases wall yeah are are my is a parent there are we going to be able to get access to r-rated movies or not um oh because you were didn't you not see r-rated movies until 17 like you were i was late well i i I wasn't it wasn't like so true hard in the line in that way but it was like I mean, I well, Blockbuster generally, at least mine, was pretty good about like checking an ID to rent a movie that's yeah, yeah, you yeah. know R rated for say, the age. Let's say a parent will swing by if we want. Well, but would you have at fourteen? And also, you're there, right? You're you're. I'm there, so yes, I can buy the for myself. But I for but we can answer movies for me. Both. I yeah. would I would do. Uh, um, yeah, it was more of like. The R-rated movies I would catch would be the ones that were at the friend's house. My parents yes. weren't uh, weren't renting them for us. Uh, I, it was it was a little bit like scary for me a couple years later than it probably was for other people. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. True. Someone showed me my my friend JT 
showed me um, uh, True Lies. And I remember sitting down to watch True Lies. and I was really scared about True Lies. I was like, this is going to be my first R-rated movie. And then I and then when it was done, I was like, that's what that that's it. <laughs> what? Why is everybody making such a big fucking deal about that? <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I, I can, can watch it now. Yeah. Um, my first R-rated movie in theaters. Mm. Uh, was Starship Troopers. It was a complete accident. My dad thought it was a PG-13 and took me and my friend Emil Ada and uh, made us swear up and down to never tell anyone that he took uh. us to that movie. Because <laughs> uh, he like very much thought about leaving in the middle. I don't know if you've seen Starship Troopers. I there's have, a yes. lot of Yeah, there's people being disemboweled. There's a lot of brutal violence. There's also full frontal nudity. Totally. Uh, <laughs> there's that whole shower scene yeah. that was a real just like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of formative lives, a lot of our generation had that, that shower scene changed lives, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was, a, there was a moment where it was like, is he going to grab us both and pull us out of this theater right now? Or is that making too fine a point of it? And he's just going <laughs> to pretend this never happened. And that was his, that was his strategy, which I think would be mine as well. Yeah. Um. So some R-rated films that might be up there. Okay, we'll start there. Okay. The 1998 Gus Van Sant Vince Vaughn Psycho is an option. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, we got the option of that. Yeah, of course. Right. 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 Okay. Yes. The yes. Remake yes. Remake of Obviously. Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Faculty, which is another. Do you remember that? Horror I, movie I, about like where the teachers are aliens. Oh right! I feel it's like a, I'm just seeing like a a VHS cover that's just like for whatever reason dark blue with shadows on it. That's I what mean, that feels like. I mean, it's that plus Josh Hartnett. Oh, I can't show this. <laughs> Why isn't it working at all? Oh, oh yeah. no, I got a stupid filter on. All right, you get it, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> I would describe it uh, um, audio wise as accurate. For those that don't have picture. I feel like a good option for us here is Enemy of the State. Now, I feel like that's one that I would have really tried to talk somebody into renting because I was such a big Will Smith fan. And it's a it's a it's a cool seeming Will Smith movie at that age. At that age, I'd feel like I'm smarter for having watched it. You know, like that's got kind of that that like. Oh, I might learn stuff about like uh, the government and agencies and satellite surveillance. And I might come out with an opinion. Yeah. 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 You guys realize that they're monitoring us from satellites all the time and you just run on freeways and you still can't get away, even if you run on the freeway. Yeah. So you might want to change your escape route, Bruce. Um, Bruce sounded too old for a 14 year old. I want to change the name. Um, go back. I want to change your escape. You want to, might want to change your escape route, Jake. Nice. Thank you. Pretty close to my name. You didn't, you didn't go too far. <sighs> God, yeah, there, no, let me change no, it. Let me change good. it. Yeah, um, you might it's want good. to change no, your escape route. Devin. Oh, <laughs> kind of close to my last name, but uh, yeah, you're good, man. No, 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 it's fine. Just, just stay with it. <laughs> I'm just going through people at my soccer team <laughs> in my head, and that's setting me for a loop because I'm like, who else on my soccer team in eighth grade, and why is that important information for me to be pulling up right now? I'd like the full. I'd like the full rundown of your eighth grade soccer team. You were a good soccer player, correct? I got yes. I had a. I had. I. I definitely peaked 
early high school. Okay. Um, and then I, I probably I probably peaked around eighth grade, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, this high school, it. then I got good. This kid walking I, in this blockbuster is this. Yeah, cool I was. The, oh, I, I was all stars. I was club. Um, and then high school, I they they played me in the wrong position. Ju- uh, sophomore year, I was the captain of the team, high scorer. So that was cool. That was like peaking in com- competition. And then junior year, I got benched because someone else was the coach's son was playing my position, and Ugh. I got demoted. And then at that point, Ugh. I was like, you know what? Theater's more fun. And I quit soccer. And then the director's son got the lead and then got the lead and then benched me everyone was like why are they even doing this show this is heavy (laughs) (laughs) benched you yeah um i just to check in real quick yes how do you feel about the quantity of side questions about your childhood and how it reflects on my confidence in this premise what are you seeing there i'm seeing i'm seeing your lack of confidence in the premise by uh and 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 also wanting to encourage that I'm having a blast. I think this, I think this, this premise is solid and I don't, I, I want to give the freedom to, to go, to go down, man, to, to do it. Here's some, we're going to quickly throw away. Okay. We ain't yeah. freaking babies. We're not renting the brave little toaster to the rescue, a direct to video sequel of the brave little toaster. The okay. direct to direct video sequels. I, I was already by this age. I'm like, no, no nah. turn to Jafar did it for me where I'm like, what, are, what are we doing here? If we couldn't what, even what, get what Robin back, what are we yeah, doing here? Exactly. Um, although I was very into, did you watch, I watched all of the, I didn't watch a number of the direct-to-video sequels. I watched all of the Disney Channel shows. The, like, Little Mermaid show, the hmm. Timon and Pumbaa show. The, I, if there was a, a show vaguely set in that universe with just, like, little fanfic side stories, I was in. <laughs> I'm with you. And that's the thing, though, especially around that time, which has changed now what TV means versus movies. There was a really clear divide in my my mature eighth grade brain. TV is in this category. Movies are in this category. The moment you tell me this is a movie is the moment I'm expecting enemy of the state. Yeah. And you're giving me Return of Jafar that I didn't even get to see on the big screen. So I'm like, oh, this didn't even get a theater run. Why am I watching this? And then now I'm, you know, watching a whole streaming service that never, that doesn't get theatrical runs. So the times have changed. Times says have changed, future man. Chris to younger Chris in this yeah. blockbuster here as they're deciding, so, but enjoy that little mermaid spinoff show while you can. Yes. Flounders big revenge. I also uh, had a side question. Now that I'm thinking about it before uh-huh. when you were talking about how your dad like was like, we never speak of this again. Yeah. You know, but now, obviously, we can, right? So we can. I feel There's some like fun. I wasn't, yeah, getting him in trouble with Mrs. Otto no, right. back there. Which makes me feel, <laughs> which which made me feel like I'm like, that's such a common thing where you can feel so terrified about a certain thing with a parent. What do you think is the age distance before something is okay to talk about again? Like, oh, I think about that of like what's the, the statute of limitations on parental keep this between us. Yes. <laughs> that's a fine question. <laughs> I don't, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some gray area, but I think about like, like, the idea of talking about dating or any of that type of stuff yeah. in like middle school was like Im- completely embarrassing to talk to a parent about or, or, or whatever. And then, Oh yeah, I didn't, you know, attempt that. And then now, and then it still <laughs> really is. Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. You're still very, very uncomfortable. Right. Right. My, my parents don't know. Lisa and I have, we have a baby, but you know, they don't know how that's all. They got to fill that in for themselves. Right. Right. Um, 
I think it's a very fine question. My goal as a new parent is to avoid. Lisa and I have talked about like, come on, let's not be the like, don't tell dad, don't tell mom people. But I know it's going to happen anyways. Um, yeah, I know it's going to happen. I feel like it's once once it, I feel like, hey, whether you go to college or not up to you. But I feel like something happens at that like go when you when the kid goes to college or when the kid does the thing that that means that they're kind of on their way means like, yeah, all of that, like, don't tell mom, don't tell dad stuff was probably Expires. under the umbrella of we want him to have a successful child out in the world. So that expired. Yeah, and then yeah. we're fine. Are you considering at all Varsity Blues? How did the film Varsity Blues hit you? At that age, did you watch it then? I didn't watch it until much older, but it is a beloved coming of age football drama with Vanderbeek. Here's the thing that's going to that, blow your mind. Yeah. Never seen it. Never seen it. It's pretty fun. Because at that time, I never saw it. And then it, it it's one of those that like you hear a lot about. And then it's one of those that like, yeah, I should probably watch that at some point. But because at that time, that's what tells at that time, I wasn't actively deciding to watch that over Enemy of the State. No, you know, absolutely not. But, but me as would you self, now tell yourself to rent that one? Is that I on the list? Would. Is that I a contender? Would. Well, just I'll knowing you, how it's like fine. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of really fun actors in it in small roles that you're going to be like, whoa, hey, I like. I think Gosling's in it. I could look this up. I think Giovanni Ribisi might be in there. Maybe that one might be wrong. No, I don't think that's right. But Scott Kahn, I think maybe he's got a Scott Kahn in there. Uh, it's it's a fun little movie. That is you such know a weird the iconic line, despite never having seen it. We there's no crying in football. Very close. Okay. <laughs> it's a football player crying a lot mm. and saying, I don't want your life. Oh wow. That's the big that's the big moment. I don't want your life as he cries. Wow. And chucks a football at his dad's head, I think. Yeah, okay. Not fully just, it feels like that. it always, yeah, there are a lot of movies that have that, like, I'm crying and then there's the one line. Yeah. Like. No, he recovers well for that. Um, okay, I'm so that's a contender. Another. We're saying we're at least we're at least looking at Enemy of State, Varsity Blues. Uh, I'm going to throw out my, all right, so May 25th, we get a big dump of Oscar-y films. Oh, yeah. So I think there's going to be some contenders in here. Saving Private Ryan. Mm. Elizabeth. Um, oh, True Lies is on here, Chris. Speaking of Oscar films. Uh, oh, does right. That, is that a path you want to go back down with the maturity of an adult? Do you want to see that again? Well, I'd be curious if you, young Jack, have seen, or are you adult Jack in this situation? Be, I'm both. I'm neither. I'm, I probably I'm would put it in magical the pile. Sprite. I'd, I'd probably, <laughs> as a magical sprite, I'd probably put that one yeah. in the pile to ask you, like, because I'd be cool watching it again, and I'd be like, Hey, you seen True Lies? My older self will rent that for us. I have never seen it. And I was about to ask a question that I immediately found the answer for. My question was, is that the one where the lady has three boobs? Uh, that's not, right? That's that is total recall. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's an after credit scene I've never I've never What's noticed. It would be a complete non, non sequitur. Pitch it to me. Maybe we'll rent it. True Lies, as I think I remember it. <laughs> Schwarzenegger vehicle. Okay. He... Uh, I think it was James Cameron directed it. Whoa. Want to say, you want to say even wrote it? James and Cameron wrote and directed True Lies. Oh, James Cameron. Sorry. Yeah. What's James Conn? 
No, Cameron Crowe. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he this does not big, he's like, like right, his I, alley, man. I, I, I figured out the um, the action-adventure um, Schwarzenegger uh, um, is, vehicles now. It is now. James Cameron. Correct. Um, it's, uh, as I remember it, there's some, I mean, the, 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 the really fun part of the movie becomes when his wife gets wrapped up in uh, the needing to pretend to be a spy. And she's like, a, she has no clue that her husband, as I remember it, is at all like a, a secret agent or an or a undercover spy or, or okay. whatever. They are genuinely in love. And then yeah. she kind of gets wrapped up into this thing. Not only does she learn that he's not who he says he's been, suddenly she's wrapped up into it. And then it kind of culminates where she's now needing to like pretend to be a spy as well and they're like a dynamic duo getting into the all the the troubles oh no arnold's in it got some great (laughs) great laughs okay you're Um, selling me we're hot off of uh the stupids right at this point so i'm i'm ready for some yeah i also love that it's got to be my older self that pitches true lies because my younger self would do a much better job i think because i'd be yeah. the like old dad in this situation being like i think it's got and then she does the lingerie dance and then also i'm realizing hold on i'm realizing something i've just done chris i'm striking true lies from the the eligible list what i've done here is i've wikipedia'd uh home video releases and i just stumbled into a trove of things being released for the first time like so i was going by just like what came out that week what was released that time whatever and i just stumbled into a trove of things being re-released on dvd so <laughs> i retract true lies is not in the new releases section but if you're so freaking pumped on it older chris if you're hard selling it we could go find it i mean we could go find it maybe the dvd's new maybe they put it up there for that but it probably yeah, it get it get it would have a featured position. I'd see it in the store, and I'd do a lot of mental thinking of like, ah, I mean, is what's the new releases? I'd be asking new releases. Good backup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good backup. Okay, so good backup. True lies. Uh, I think that's the only thing so far that I've pitched that's been completely <laughs> the wrong time. <laughs> but those Oscar movies did just come out here, so we've Great. got Elizabeth, we've got Saving Private Ryan, we've got a movie that was definitely released as Oscar bait. Uh, and I'm sure we both saw similar to the enemy of the state where we were just seeing the adult seeming movie with our favorite comedy stars. Did you ever see, I actually don't think I did see it, but I definitely wanted to. Did you ever see what dreams may come? I think I saw it, but I don't remember. Yeah, no, it's the Robin Williams Williams, piece. And then I, but the reason I'm thinking I saw it is that I think I've seen so many scenes from that movie now out of context that I've fused it in my head in some way or watch it at some point that then I've forgotten. It's a very I'm gonna dreamy say, memory of yes. that movie. I'm going to say then that one of us will pick this up and we will absolutely not be renting what dreams may come, but it will be in that final. We're standing in an aisle. Which of these are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. This Robin, It's Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams. And then we'll completely vote against it. It's never been a real contender here, but I do think it makes it in hands to the it, final decision. It's in hands as we're both looking at each other and acknowledging in a way of like, uh, hey, I see that you are a cultured person. Like I am a cultured person. Right. We see each other here. So we don't need to watch it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a comedy. We could watch a smart movie, but also we don't have to watch. I mean, we get it, right? Right. Um, 
So we might veer instead towards, I'm going to hard pitch this. Have you ever seen Waking Ned Divine? Yes. Released on VHS June 1st, Waking Ned yes. Divine. I saw it at my, I was staying during the summer. So it was probably like, it might be this week. It might be, it might be actually June 20th, 1999. Uh, I was staying at my second cousin's John and Patty Sheen. I was there for like a long week. Uh, they have a they have a son my age, my cousin Sean. Uh, and at the time, they had a foreign exchange student named Mickey from Ireland. And the three of us were all going to like, I was staying with them in Rockville Center, New York. And we were all going to a little summer camp together. And Mickey's Irish. And we rented that very Irish movie, Waking Dead Divine. And we just laugh <laughs> and it's one of my fonder that's not like a, I didn't regularly like stay with relatives for a long period of time that was just a very like I think that was the year we were moving uh, it is that's the year we were moving across the country from Massachusetts to California so that whole summer I was wow. sort of like strewn about and my parents would just like kind of try to stick me somewhere for a little while we stayed with my grandfather for like a month We stay, I stayed there for a week they were like trying to find things for me to do um, and boy very, very, just a very fond memory of That's Waking nice Dead too, Divine. At that time in your life, because, you know, that was a big pivoting point in your life, moving out to Los Angeles from yeah. there. Obviously, presumably, a lot of emotions going along with that. Do you feel like Waking Ned Divine, because it was a shining light in a dark time, melded better in your mind or was it not a dark time and it's just like wildly overrating it (laughs) no no i i i I like it what i'm finding what i'm finding is funny is that like i'm I'm, did was it recommended by a family member to watch or did you pick it and recommend it oh i definitely don't think i was leading the charge i don't think i would have i don't think i would have been in a position to lead the charge you know i think waking that divine is the one movie that exists on every like dusty shelf in like a, a like cabin retreat place where there's a TV that has like one built-in VCR yeah, it's stuck, still it's stuck in there yeah it's always it's all it's that movie because it was pitched so hard to me when I watched it you know this was only like like I don't know like eight years ago and okay, it was like you did not watch it was it like time. Uh, no, no, it was a, it was a, and it was a family friend that was like, oh, have you seen Waking a Divine? I'm like, I'm, I don't trust your choices. What, <laughs> this is, you give boring movie choices and then ended up watching it. And as you outlined, it was a real treat, a real joy, but I feel like it's that back pocket pick for the like baby boomers that are like, this is a movie I think all ages are going to like. It It is a very, it is a very like. It's family friendly in the best way where it's not at all, it's not like a, you know, talk down to you at all kids movie. It's got like an old guy's butt in it. So you really feel like, you know, you're you're <laughs> you're seeing some shit, um, you know, not like Starship Troopers level. But there's uh, an old guy's there's butt on a motorcycle. Nudity in there's, it. Some, there's some adult situations. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I'm going to say I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing Waking Dead Divine to the aisle. Yeah. I'm pitching it because I just got back and I'm like, I could watch this again. And I know it's a, I know it'd be a good time. I could bring this to the table. I'm going to, I'm going to rifle through some stuff. You tell me if there's anything else you want to pause on. And because right now you seem to be bringing probably enemy to the enemy of the state, right? Yes. Or true lies <laughs> as the backup. Yeah. Um, some others. Okay. 
So we've got re-releases here that I are. I should check if any of these actually just came out then, or if they're all re-releases. No, I think these are all really re-releases. We've got a whole bunch of Muppets movies got re-released right in this time. So those there could be a little display case of of a bunch of Muppet movies. A little grab bag, grab basket, Muppet basket. Re-release of Mike Myers's beloved So I Married an Axe Murderer, which played six hours in a row every day of the week on Comedy Central. <laughs> so I would say, like, we don't need to rent that. It's on Comedy Central right now. Yeah. Um, the Phantom? The Billy Zane superhero movie Hold that I the friggin' phone. loved? Okay. We're dumping all of them. We're grabbing The Phantom. Okay, I think The Phantom is a re-release. It came out in 1996. So I think we've got its debut on DVD, and we just bought a DVD player, so we probably we do want to buy a DVD, rent a DVD. Uh, the reason that's just such a record needle stop for me, okay. whether we rent it or not, I would make a scene at that blockbuster <laughs> because the Phantom weird, was such a weirdly formative movie that I watched so much, but at a time that like... I don't even remember much about the movie, so which is so weird. But I like loved the I. Phantom. I, so I much. have one very iconic scene in my head. Tell me if you remember. Do you remember any flash images from the Phantom? I have one that I remember vividly. I, th- when you say that, I, I imagine him like I imagine like a weirdly a motorcycle jump in the jungle is what I'm kind of imagining. Okay, mine is uh, it's a guy looking through a microscope. And he adjusts the fine focus knob, and it shoots two spikes into his eyeballs, and he dies. Yeah, doing anything for you? Yeah, yet? I remember that. Is it that yeah, in the Phantom? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well, the crazy part of the fa- about the Phantom for me was uh, I just like at the time got really into. I was at the time like uh, doing a lot of sketching of comic book characters, like trying to draw that, and I just decided to draw the Phantom a bunch, and I made like little Phantom comic books. I should find those. Find dust those. those off. Were they your own stories? Yeah. Find those, Chris. Yeah, those need to exist. You can revive the Phantom. That's probably why the movie plot blurs because I'm I was like inventing my own like <laughs> yeah. chases There's for no jungle. There's no motorcycle. <laughs> no. That's Chris's fanfic. That was yeah, Billy Zane, right? And then a Billy Zane skull baby. ring. That was like a Billy Zane vehicle. That was yeah. someone was like, let's do a Billy Zane thing for a little while, and that's you know, how far also we was got. a Billy Zane vehicle. Motorcycle. Motorcycle. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, final rundown for hot contenders, Simon Birch. That doing anything for you? A night at the Roxbury. What we're a, dipping, what we're a dipping a little further year. back here. Oh but my gosh, yeah, Night at the a, Roxbury was, was huge too. That I bought the Night at the Roxbury blue suit. My buddy Mike and I made a Night at the Roxbury sketch skit, skit that we would we did at like high school. I'm sure. High school, so you were behind it. No, I guess if it came out over the summer and you're doing yeah. it beginning of freshman year, you don't have to be that cool in high school. No, I, I definitely got mail? wasn't. Have you seen that You've Got oh, Mail, Chris? Oh, You've Got Mail is wonderful. I love You've, you've got, got Mail. You've Got Mail is lovely, and I'm going to probably be advocating for that. Um, were you an X-Files many, Are kid? we carrying all these in our hands Yeah, right now? it's Blockbuster, man. We're freaking piled yeah, we're, up. Okay, we're, we're arms full. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a um, big X-Files kid, yes. The X-Files movie. Did you watch that one? I saw that in theater. So to see it again on VHS, you wouldn't need to. I don't you know if I need it. it. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the Eddie Murphy film Holy Man? <laughs> I remember. I remember being advertised. I don't remember if I ever saw it. Yeah, I don't know if I did either. I think that's one that I'd be like, Holy Man, and we would we would move on quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I remember. I just graduated, man. This is a graduation party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, which means maybe double so, feature. Maybe we're getting two, by the way. Double feature. Well, I don't think we're talking our 13 year old and 11 year old selves into a you've got mail waking that divine double feature. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, no. maybe. That's the funny part, too, is like tastes change over life. And yep. I think by pitching both of those in a like, no, you, you don't understand, like your dumb kid idiot brain right now. Like you like will like this. You just have to trust that you're going to like just, it. Just yeah. Just let us show you. And so then the strength later, of the pitch is big here. Enemy of the state. The strength of the pitch is important too, Jack, and how you'd pitch Waking Ned Divine to the group, just to say. Is that a timer? That's a timer going off. Um, by the way, so we have we're to make so our picks. close. We have to make our picks. June 29th, if we waited just a little more, some very cool movies. Rushmore. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rushmore was too cool for Clerks. me as a kid. Clerks, I would have thought was very cool. Um, Ru- Clerks yeah, was Rushmore, too cool, cool me. for me, kid. Too. Oh, Clerks, Clerks I was into by too then. Cool. Rushmore, I don't think hit me till high school, because um, I definitely don't think it was the first Wes Anderson thing I got into. I think I started with, uh, Bottle Rocket. So whenever Tannenbaum's came out, then I went back and watched Bottle Rocket and Rushmore and stuff. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm pitching, the Waking Ned Divine. Enemy of the state double feature, and I'm going to do the, like, we'll pick when we get home, and then I'm going to push for Waking Dead Divine. And I'm just going to be like, well, I don't know, that sounds good. Yeah, sounds good, man. I don't know, let's just toss that on, and then if we feel like another one, and then Enemy of the State becomes that sort of late night, like, bleary, like, yeah, 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 it's a lot's going on. I feel like I would pitch Waking Dead Divine and The Phantom, knowing, though, if I really thought it through, yeah. I might just then go... Waking Dead Divine, Enemy of the State as well, because at the very least, the movie's on in the background and I can pull up my Phantom comics and we can have an experience. <laughs> you can talk us through some anyways. of your finest slides. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Smith is, is on, a, on a freeway. I get it. But check out this jungle motorcycle chase. <laughs> Good luck satellites finding him there, right? <laughs> I don't remember the premise of the Phantom at all. No, me I neither. Remember I, remember, I think it's just the trailer. Gene Hackman's in it, right? Is he? I think Gene Hackman's an enemy of the state. Yeah. Oh, an enemy of the state. I I lost what we were talking about. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> the plot um, of our multiple plots wasn't tracking. <laughs> okay, so we're renting we're renting those two and we're reading your Phantom fanfic. Yeah. And this has been <laughs> the podcast. New releases June 20th, <laughs> 1999. <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Outro music that matches the intro music that we never did. Right. Blockbuster. Ooh, I love that. I Thank also, you. it just because it's an unresolved melody in my head, I'd have to say that when you said phantom fan thick. Yeah. It's just fanfic and it's spelled P-H-A-N. I love that. Thick. Yeah. Thank you for resolving that note. I needed that in my head. Um, yeah, is there like fan the fa- like the Phantom fandom? Is that a whole thing? Is there like a fan fan fandom fan con fan if, Phantom fan? I mean, they're missing out on Billy's a great spelling opportunity there. Microphone. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, this might be on us to start, and you might have to start a f- the fanzine. F a f a p h a n. Oh gosh, zine, <laughs> zine. The the fanzine. 
Oh, 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 oh Chris, we're closing now. so strong. This is also part of my <laughs> podcast. This counts. This is still no, no, part of it. No, this it is ends, the di- yeah, no, no, no. It ends, no, this on, is it macro. ends on fans aid. It ends on fans aid. That's the that's uh, the buzzer beater. Fans aid. <laughs> P H A N Z A N E. Fans aid. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, sh- I should have known. I should have tapped. I should have pr- saved that for the next time we visit this version of the podcast. Yes, yes. You never know. So, so this was Podcast Pilots, the podcast, the pilot, as our outro. Let's break down those pilots very briefly and and just debate good pilot, bad pilot, good podcast, bad podcast. But we ever do that podcast again. What do you think? I pull no punches, dude. Dude, same. These, all right. I'm just speaking first because for. I feel like you gave a good intro segue into the se- segment and I'm yeah. going to not pull any punches. Yeah. I think they both sucked. I agree. <laughs> um, um, I think future FOMO has some legs. I do think we could talk about, do you think this stuff's going to happen in the future? Cause there's always breaking, you know, we could be, we could be keeping up with like, here's, here's the latest study about, you know, are we closer to nanotechnology? What would that mean? I like, I think for future doable. FOMO, I would like a, if we were to ever do that again, I feel like a version where that would feel like, yeah, it's just, it's like what, we're going to talk about one thing and then see where that takes us. And maybe there's another, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there, I was cramming a lot of information subject. in there. I feel no, like I'd want to be like freaking move. Oh, you know, I want to, <laughs> I, I just felt it, like it was good that you had a lot of information. Cause when we, Started talking about fucking robots and the moral implications. I was like, I hope, I hope we have another thing to talk about soon. But I feel like that that one that one for me, uh, uh, you know, has been that that subject matter. I have a I, I can talk with we interest talk eternally. A, a you know, I yes, think I would I would I would do that again. Um, um, I think the blockbuster one. I realized in the middle, I started having an immediate thing of of we've narrow scoped such a specific period of time, <laughs> which I think is good, which I think is very fun. But I think there's a real possibility that if you were born in even just 1993, this shit missed you entirely. <laughs> <laughs> and then that is a case, though, for I feel like we got to know you. You got to know me. In that I, podcast, a, you know, for a for a pilot in podcast pilots, the podcast, the pilot, right? It was real. It had some really nice, like, personal anecdotal background stuff. If someone who is our patron has never heard of either of us before, this is mm. a nice way for yeah. them to, you know, see, <laughs> see who we are. <laughs> well, also, I think that one has a lot going for it because it birthed a whole new movement with the fanzine. Yeah, I think the fanzine, I think we obviously should be coming back in a future episode to do the pilot for fanzine, the podcast. Yes. <laughs> podcast. I I mean, I'll say, man, it's it's an interesting experiment doing these like a, 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 a visiting of a style for a period of time that we will, yeah. you know, do, do another direction because I feel like. The freshness of the experience is joyful and fun either way. I like both of those. Um, Me too. Maybe, and I'm, maybe because of the um, the novelty of that, we may never do them again. So there is that I benefit. Think, so that's what I'm saying. Know? I think Future FOMO is a is a maybe a stronger pilot. Feels more repeatable. But I had a lovely time hanging out with you today, Chris, One and dream. I'm excited for um, 
you know, next month we can continue the format of we each bring a new one, but I'm going to commit to one of us is going to bring a podcast called Fanzane, and mm. we're letting you know now, uh, dear listener, you should watch the movie The Phantom, because uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about it on our podcast, <laughs> Fanzane, next month. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so you get three. This is a, this is a triple pilot. Chris yeah, and yeah, Jack yeah. Pi- podcast pilots, the podcast, the pilot. Um, with a preview for our next pilot. With, with a preview of the next one. Speaking of, um, if you'd like to suggest pitches for future podcast pilots, we're definitely going to be, um, we're open to hearing your votes and your suggestions on different ones you think might be fun to, uh, to, to dust off. What are some of your favorite podcasts, podcast types, specific, nuanced, date specific blockbuster rack <laughs> stuff yep. future yep. futurism which things. date we do next right. for our obviously ever continuing blockbuster podcast drop some suggestions in the patreon in the discord um and uh and help us make some pilots we're gonna have i think in the discord a podcast channel that will allow for the discourse in there and then on patreon we'll do a post and then just comment in the in the posts um but i feel like this was hopefully a uh, uh, a fun thing for you if you made it this far hey congratulations Thanks. you've made it through the first ever man i don't want to say the title again it's such a it's such a mouthful you got should i do you want help <sighs> yeah chris chris and jack chris and jack podcast po- oh you're not saying it with me oh, we're doing at the same time yeah right okay i'm not taking it over i'm helping oh, well yeah okay. chris and jack chris and jack Pot. Is Present. it Chris and Jack or Chris and Jacks? Because I thought you just Chris said and Chris Jacks. and Jack. I like I like okay, the Chris and, Chris and Jacks. Chris and Jacks. Podcast, podcast pilots, pilots. The podcast. The podcast. And this the was the pilot. And this was the pilot. And then the outro song is your song from the Future FOMO. And then we're out. Future FOMO. Future FOMO. Future FOMO. Future FOMO.